Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Oh, 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 he's the worst Red Raider, unbelievable! The Scarlet and Black are back on the final bowl club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm RC Maxwell, alongside Tobias Bass down in H Town. Tobias, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Just well, I guess it's like a normal thing. I'm gonna do my uh, my meteorology for a few minutes. It's it's not hot today. It's actually like 70 something out here. It's crazy. I seen in Lubbock over the weekend. It was like over the week. It was like 40 degrees up there. Yeah, out here it was. Um, what was it? I think it was uh, Tuesday and Wednesday and yesterday too. So three days. On Tuesday, it wasn't too bad. It was um, probably like 80. And then okay. Wednesday and Thursday, um, the high here in Hobbs anyway, was um, 56. And then um, and basically Hobbs and Lubbock have the same climate, so it's basically the same thing. Um, I think it was 56, and then yesterday the high was like right around the same thing. 56 in September. Yeah. That's crazy. And then today, um, the high here is uh, 80, but it's not going to reach it. Right now, it's 67 degrees outside. Perfectly sunny, no humidity. I got the window open right now, which is a cardinal sin of a podcaster. Do not have a window open, but it is what it is at this point. I'm facing a concrete wall. Oh, well. Um, On today's show, we're going to talk about Texas Tech soccer and how they had to postpone one of their games. Uh, well, really their opener in Manhattan, Kansas, and they'll be moving that back to November. We got to talk about Pat Mahomes, and I, I, I have a statement that I might, I might sound kind of crazy, but um, I'll let Tobias determine that on the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. We're going to talk about two docs and how you can get some free goodies from them if you use the promo code GUNSUP on their website. And then, of course, Tobias is finally here, man. It is finally here football season for Texas Tech it is here we've been talking about it for what seems like I I think COVID made like each month feel like a year it legitimately feels like seven years we've been talking about Texas Tech football Um, and now tomorrow night it will finally be back but let's start with the other kind of football at least the across the pond football Texas Tech soccer had to postpone their game against the Wildcats of Kansas Kansas State, excuse me, till November 13th. It really doesn't change anything, Tobias, but we wanted to get them out there and everything like that because, honestly, this is going to be one of the best sports. Actually, I'll go ahead and say it. It's going to be the best sports team on campus in the fall. Oh, yeah, no, I 100% agree. These girls are awesome. I think they'll win the Big 12. I think you probably agree as well. Yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely think they'll win the Big 12. Um, it's all about health, but the thing is with Texas Tech soccer, and I mean, I guess it's with any team is health, but Texas Tech is so freaking deep, man. Like, I mean, you, you return three of your best goal scorers in program history. Um, and then, you know, you have that backline defense, a stud goalkeeper. Um, and then not to mention one of the best coaches on campus, um, and coach Stone and one of the best coaches in the big 12. I mean, it's just a recipe for success. It just kind of sucks that 
we won't get to see the whole season, you know, just the Big 12 play. So that kind of sucks. But other than that, I mean, I, I don't think there's much to it um, in terms of Texas Tech soccer. I, I do think this, though, um, that game is in Manhattan. It is going to be cold as hell Dude, on November oh, 13th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you remember what, what game was that? The Michigan game when we were there and it was cold as hell that day. What, was that the Michigan game? When? For the tournament? It was two years ago. For the NCAA believe, tournament? And they played Michigan. Yeah, NCAA tournament, yeah. And they, and they, uh, and it was cold. And we, we had just did a uh, show at the, and we did a live show on location that day. And it just got cold that night. Yeah, no, I remember we brought the heater out from the station. I think Jared had to go run back and get it. Um, because I was just ill-prepared that night. Like, me and Derek were um, freezing, to say the least. I remember that. I just didn't remember it being against Michigan. It was against Michigan? I think it was, I think it was against Michigan. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, it sounds right. I don't have any other name to dispute it. It's kind of like, I'll just go with what he says. It sounds good to me. You know, <laughs> one of those situations. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Texas Tech Soccer, be on the lookout for more information. Um, about them, go follow them on Twitter. And of course, you can find out more information about Tech Soccer on the website, gunsupnation.com. We'll move on to the star of the show, the Texas Tech Golden Boy, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs opened the NFL season last night with a. Uh, the score did not tell the true story of that game. Kansas City absolutely dominated the Texans last night. 31 to 20 does not accurately represent the kind of game that was. Um, they did release the banner. Um, it, it was a great night in Kansas City all around. You know, you got to see some fans there. They booed during a certain point, which probably they shouldn't have booed in, but what, it's kind of to be expected at, that po at this point, sadly. Um, but let's just stick to on-the-field stuff, Tobias. Um, this is my prediction. Just watching them last night, there's a lot of intelligent people that um, cover football way more thoroughly than you and I do, right? They have the Houston Texans making the playoffs, which is, I, I think, kind of fair. You know, you lose DeAndre Hopkins, but if David Johnson is even close to what he was, we probably shouldn't have made fun of that trade as much as we did, but I'm still going to make fun of it. Um, this is my bold prediction. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, at worst, will be 15-1 and one this year. Wow. I mean, I mean, they're they're going to be really, really good, no doubt. Um, 15, 15 at one worst, is, is at tough, worst. Though. So you think? So you think there's a high or a good chance they'll go perfect? I don't. I don't know. The thing is with me is you know it's football, man. Like, it's always fickle because you know everybody. One injury can change this whole thing, right? Yeah. And it's COVID season. We don't know how that works, right? But if you know, let's just say there's no COVID stuff and they have just normal injuries, you know, a normal football team injuries. Pat Mahomes put up 211 yards last night and three touchdowns, and he didn't even break a sweat. Nope. I mean, the Texans, they're just not a good football team. I know, we, like you said, that, that trade was still bad. They have a bunch of small injury-prone receivers. Randall Cox is hurt every year. Will Fuller tears his ACL every year. And Brandon Cook was on the verge of retiring, I believe, a year ago. Kiki Kuti, our tech guy, he also was hurt yesterday. Offensive line is still bad. 
this is kind of what they are. I think whatever their over-under was, I think I would bet the under on this team. Deshaun Watson's the stud, but they just don't have a good team. But as for the Chiefs, though, their schedule, so, I mean, they won the, so they play – no, who who do they play? Who do they play next? They, they play, play the Chargers and the new the Chargers, at Baltimore, New England, the Raiders at Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they play at Baltimore. I mean, I, I don't think the one is tough. They still have to play at Baltimore, at Buffalo, at Tampa, at New Orleans. That's tough. And, and I, I get it. It's bold. I, I wanted to preface that before I said it. And you, you don't have to agree with it. Just to me, though, like, and maybe there's some bias because of Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, like, I thought that offense couldn't get any better. And then I, I know it's one game. And I, I'm probably just I'm, – I'm probably falling victim to just recency bias. But uh, – Clyde Edwards Gilaire just brings a whole different dimension to that offense, right? Like there were things he was doing last night where I honestly thought Clyde Edwards Gilaire would be more involved in the pass game. He only got two targets, but he carried the ball 25 damn times. Like, do I think he's going to carry the ball 25 damn times every game? Hell no. He'd die. There's no way he survives that. Like he, he just doesn't. But at the same time, I think it's probably realistic how many games this year do you think that he doesn't have at least 18 and a half touches or more? Yeah, very, very few. I mean, first of all, I didn't realize how heavy he is. He's 5'7", 207. So that kind of tells you how strong this guy is and what he, you know, what he brings to the table. Yeah, I think there's going to be very few games he doesn't touch the ball. Like you said, they, they barely threw it to him. And he was just – you know, bullying. They just, they just really couldn't tackle him. He's, you know, making people miss. He's just power. He's finishing runs. You know, this isn't a little guy. No, yeah, he he made Justin Reed look like a damn fool back there for the Texans in their secondary. Yeah. Looked like a damn fool last night. Um, no, no, I agree. The biggest thing with them, I think, is going to be injuries. You know, they lost one of their uh, ward. I think he he fractured his hand or something like that. So hopefully, you know they can stay healthy uh, for the most part. Yeah, and I mean, they did lose one of their offensive linemen. Um, he's a doctor in Canada. Um, so shout out to him trying to fight the virus up there. He thought his patients were more important than football. Good for him. Um, so he opted out, but they did get a simile who was a really good left guard for a long time with the Raiders, if you remember him. So, you know, mm -hmm. obviously they lose a little bit of talent, but at the same time, it's not a drastic drop off like some of these teams had. Um, but we'll move on. We got to thank Today's sponsor of the podcast, Two Docs. Tobias, it's getting, it's getting to be that time. You're getting to go outside a little bit more while it's a little bit cooler and stuff, as long as you're doing it safely, right? And Two Docs offers that kind of environment where you can go out with your friends in a safe environment where they do have mass protocols and everything out there. So what you can do is you can go to Two Docs. You can have a great beer. You can listen to live music. You can get some great food at a food truck that they bring on site all with your friends, family, whatever you want in a great environment for a beer to hang out with your friends. I got to still beat Tobias at Cornhole. We haven't done that yet. It's very difficult from about 500 miles away, but I promise you guys the next time I see Tobias, I will beat his ass at Cornhole. I, and, and, and you know what? It's going to be at Two Docs too, and he's going to owe me a beer after I beat his ass. So Two Docs is located at 502 Texas Avenue in downtown Lubbock. You got to go see our friends, but if you can't, 
be sure to order the beer online and use the promo code GUNSUP. And if you spend $49 or more, you'll get free shipping. Again, that promo code is GUNSUP. And on $49 or more orders, you will get free shipping when you use the promo code GUNSUP. So go see our friends at 2Doc and support a local business. Again, that's 2Docs.com or 2DocsBrewing.com. Again, 2DocsBrewing.com and tell them Guns Up Nation sent you. All right, let's move on now and talk about the crux of the show. Tobias, we're going to talk about Texas Tech football. It's finally back. It feels like it's been seven long years, not even months, since we've seen um, or really had any practice footage from Texas Tech since they didn't have a, a spring camp. And now they're less than 24 hours away from playing their first game of 2020. I'll list some keys to the game, Tobias, and you just say what you think um, in terms of the keys to the game could be. Um, but the first one for me is they got to start fast. The, this Texas Tech team has to start fast. Funny enough, I don't know if you know this, Tobias, but the head coach of Houston Baptist is Zach Kitley. His dad, yes, is Wes Kitley, uh, Texas Tech track coach. So it'll be a homecoming for him as well as other guys on the staff. Um, for Houston Baptist, but Houston Baptist really struggled up in Ditton last weekend. They allowed 721 total yards to the mean green up there in Ditton. And Texas Tech, I mean, they got to come out fast. The, the, Alan Bowman has to prove that he's the man for this team. He's got to come out and he's got to be quick. I, I don't care what kind of first drive they have. You know, it can be a 10-play, 81-yard, you know, drive where they just run it with Sir Roderick down their throat. Or – it could be a four-play, 75-yard drive where Alan Bowman just has four absolute strikes to Eric Kuntz, you know, TJ Vasher, Rigdon. I don't really care who, but he has to show that he is the guy for this Texas Tech team. Well, one, speaking of the family, they're a special teams coordinator, special team coordinator and running backs coach Tyler Chauvinick. He's the son of you know, Lawrence Overnick, our president, the offensive line coaches, Jared Caster, he was a four-year letter when the center at Texas. Well, all of them were also on the tech staff, you know, in the past. But, yeah, no, I 100% agree with you, though. Um, going to have to start fast. I want to per – personally, I want to see them go to the air. You know, Adam Bowman, he only played three games last year. I think that a game like this will be able to – just give him some confidence, and you know, for him to go out there and just, you know, getting his mojo back. Because this team, they gave him a thousand yards, basically, to um, UNT. And I think that, you know, getting some confidence in this being a tune-up game, especially with them only, you know, only having one preseason game, basically, until they go on the Big 12 play. So I think this is a game where you just have to get it right, work out your kinks, and, you know, it would be good for these guys to play against a new competition. You know, they've been seeing seeing each other, you know, pretty much every day, playing against themselves. It's time to go out there and, you know, beat up on a not so good of a team, but just get yourselves ready for a Big 12 play. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a big key for Texas Tech this week is just you're not playing against yourself anymore. You know, that, that that's huge. You know, you, you've seen the same guys lined up against you or some combination of mm -hmm. them um, lined up against you for – what seems like forever now. You want to get out there and you want to play some new competition, see a different colored jersey across from you. Um, and, yeah, just really go out there and try and prove to your coaches that you're worth that spot. And, really, 
it's not even about that. It's just really out there going out and playing football in front of a crowd too. It's 25% capacity. So it's going to be about, I believe they said about 17, 16,000 um, in Jones, AT&T, similar to what happened at Arrowhead last night. So going to be interesting to see what happens um, in that department. And then another key to the game for me is I want to see who, I don't want to say um, what, what I first had in my head was elevates, but I guess that is a good term, elevates his game to be the starter opposite of Adrian Fry on the outside at the cornerback position. You know, you looked at the depth chart and there's four guys. I mean, three guys, excuse me, um, who are on the depth chart and they show like, hey, you know, they, they don't really have a starter right now, which is, which is kind of interesting um, if you look at it because you think Texas Tech, you know, you don't really think defense, but they have options here. And if you look at the CB position that I'm talking about, it's Alex Hogan, sophomore. You have DeAndre Taylor Dimerson, sophomore. And then you have Jamarcus Ingram, who's a senior, but it's or and or. So either one of those three could start. Now, a lot of people were freaking out because Adrian Fry wasn't listed as a quote-unquote starter. Well, Zach McPherson was technically in front of him, but Zach McPherson's going to play in the slot. So Adrian Fry is still a starter, but he's on the outside, right? So that's really what it's going to be about in that situation. Um, but I'm curious to see which one of Hogan – Demerson and then as well as Ingram, Taylor Demerson, I should say, um, and Ingram really stand out and maybe solidify themselves as that number two corner opposite of Adrian Fry. Yeah, when those guys are coming, definitely have to learn quick because, you know, teams are going to pick on them. You know, this is the big 12 teams love to pass the ball and they like to throw the ball a lot. We're playing against a couple of good offenses early, so they're going to be you know, picked on early. So, you know, you're not going to have that wiggle room, you know, trying to figure yourself out. You're going to have to pretty much come in and be good immediately. You, you know, you don't have three preseason games to work these things that you're going to be targeted early and often. Yeah, and uh, you talked about passing early. They love to do that down at Houston Baptist. So it's going to be really interesting to see because – you look at what Houston Baptist like to do. They really came out and just tried to throw the ball a lot against North Texas. Now, is it going to be the same way in terms of, you know, what they're going to do against Texas Tech? I would probably venture to say yes, because they're going to be down in this game. At least everybody assumes that. You look at what they did against North Texas, their quarterback, Bailey Zappi, had to throw 62 times and he had 480 yards, three touchdowns with zero interceptions against UNT. But I would probably expect something similar in the pass department, at least in terms of attempts. I would not think that Texas Tech gives up 480 yards. If I had to guess, I'd probably say in that, you know, 225, 275 range because garbage time is a big issue um, in that regard. But when you look at what Houston Baptist likes to do, it's kind of similar to Texas Tech in terms of they just like chucking the ball around, but Texas Tech can do it different because they have a guy like Sir Roger Thompson in the background or in the backfield, I should say, that can become a big difference maker who can take over a game by himself. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that he'll probably run all over them. I think that this is a game for me. I know what Sir Roger brings to the table. You know, Bowman, he hasn't played them much the last – you know, year or so. So I think this is a game where you probably try to let him go out there and do his thing because you're going to need him to be effective early. Like I said, you know, you're 
you don't have you don't have time anymore to you don't, you don't have three warm up games to prepare for the big twelve. You know, you play Houston Baptist, you have a bond, and you play UT. You know, like even though it's at home, you're still going to play against a, I think so, a pretty good defense. You know, many football analysts they have UT playing in the uh, in the college football playoff. So I think you're going to have to let Bowman kind of go out there and just do his thing and play as many snaps as he can. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that UT game, um, because you, you do have that offensive line that has three guys that have played significant snaps, one of them and Josh Berger, who mm-hmm. is a transfer from Wofford. Um, they're all on the right side, though, including Deaton at the center. And now you have guys on the left side. They, they do have a, if, a little bit of experience, but not a lot of starts under their belt. And you wonder, does that become a factor? And, you know, Bowman's head, we talk about psyches a lot when it comes to quarterbacks. And, you know, that's their blind side. You want to protect them as much as possible. And with Bowman's injury history, is that, you know, somewhere in the back of his mind? I personally don't think it will be. But if it is, it's, he's only human. You know, it would make sense. Um, but for me, when I look at this entirely, right, there is no reason whatsoever Texas Tech doesn't cover the spread, first of all. The spread has been fluctuating a little bit, but there's no reason at all that they shouldn't cover this spread. And then second of all, I really truly believe that Texas Tech, if they want to go in the right direction and have, you know, I guess the momentum is the word that everybody would use in this situation. But if you want to have, you know, hey, it is Houston Baptist, but that, and it's kind of like a quote unquote scrimmage for them, but hey, we did these things right. We need to build upon the things that maybe we weren't doing in practice right, right, in this game. Because if you're not doing the things in practice right, I promise you ain't doing against UT right. That, that, that's just not, not going to happen. So, and I mean, you mentioned it. They have a chance to go to the college football playoff. Do we think it'll happen? No, because when has UT ever been back? Um, but the real question is when Texas Tech – does fix those problems is it just do they get hyped up and they fix them against texas or do they alleviate the problem entirely and then they can move on because a lot of people and i mean a lot of people are scared about the secondary i'm not one of them i actually think the secondary could be a bright spot for this team because i do like monroe i love mcpherson just as you do um i love adrian fry and i think that it's a telltale sign that Texas Tech hasn't had in a long time in terms of their cornerback depth. When you have three guys, not just one or two, but three guys that are listed on the depth chart as the starter potentially, that's huge. When has Texas Tech had that? I I can't remember the last time Texas Tech has had a secondary where you could legitimately say three guys on one side of the on one side of the field could start at a cornerback position. I think that is really telling about the depth that Coach Wells has brought in and Coach Patterson has helped develop on that side and you know obviously we're in love with the linebackers and there's a little bit of work on the defensive line but as long as the secondary can hold just a little bit in the big 12 you're going to give this chance you're going to give this team a chance to win football games every week yeah no i agree like you said i mean knowing that you have three of you know three formidable guys back there already in the playing db is a is a plus sign i know that's a lot of teams right now they're going to season, they don't know, you know, kind of really what they have, especially a young team with a young defense as well. One thing I want to look at, this is kind of outside the box. This might not be a good example with the HBU, we'll see, but you know how you can come back next year. 
I want to see how this affects recruiting in the transfer portal because, you know, let, I don't know, let's say their slot receiver goes off against Tech. I can, I can see, you know, Tech, for example, you play that team, you know, you have a kind of an inside advantage on him because you can, you you are the only team that got to play him. So you could be here wreck, maybe go get a guy, a little late bloomer, in the transfer portal strictly because of this. I think this could play a significant role um, going forward. You look, this is a different sport, but you look at basketball, Kentucky last year, they, they lost to Evansville. One of their highly, well, I don't, he ended up not going there because he got some issues, but one of the guys, their key guys that went after in the transfer portal played at Evansville. I think he gave them like 25 points, and they got to see him firsthand. So they went after him. And then we know how Coach Wells is. He will go after a guy, a key transfer portal, and he seems to get the guys that he wants. Yeah, no, he, he does seem to. I mean, you, I had pictures of that uh, video I'm sure you've seen on uh, Twitter about Colin Schooler and Coach Wells meeting at midfield last year in um, Tucson after Texas Tech lost to the Wildcats out there in Arizona. But, Tobias, let's get the predictions in. It, it's, it's kind of a self-explanatory game this week. Um, you look at what Texas Tech could potentially do here. Last I checked, the spread was at 39 points. I'm sure it'll fluctuate up and down, maybe half a point here or there. Um, but give me your prediction for week one, Texas Tech. We got, you obviously have Texas Tech winning, but give me a score. Uh, I think that Tech will probably score in the mid-high mid 50s. I think that Bowman's going to play majority of the snaps, if not the whole game, regardless of what the outcome looks like. I'll probably say 54 no, – let's, let's go Let's go 57 13. Yeah, I'm thinking in the same neighborhood for Houston Baptist. I was going to say 17, but I think Texas Tech gets into the 60s. I think they score 63. I think it's going to be 63-17, and, you know, I think that's a, a big plus for Tech, especially if they come out hot. That allows you to get guys like Maverick MacGyver in there in Columbia as well um, because we don't know who the backup quarterback is right now for Texas Tech. It's one of those two guys, but, it's again, it's an or situation on the depth chart. So, we really don't know what that's going to look like, but we want to see that on the field against other competition other than the defense on your team. So it's going to be really interesting. But again, he's Tobias Bass on Marcy Maxfield. Be sure to go um, follow Tobias on Twitter at Tobias underscore Bass. You can follow me at RCMB323 on Twitter. And be sure to head over to twodocsbrewering.com. You can use the code GUNSUP on your checkout and the promo code over there when you shop and have an order over $49, you use that code and you get free shipping. So tell them Guns Up Nation sent you and go uh, help out a local business. Again, he's Tobias Bass. I'm R.C. Maxfield. We do have an announcement. Tobias and I will be on Facebook Live on Saturday night, the Guns Up Nation post game. So go check that out. It'll be on the Facebook page over on Guns Up Nation. You can ask us questions. We'll answer anything that stood out to you or any of your friends. Maybe you were tailgating together, send some pictures in and everything like that. But we'll run down that game as the Red Raiders face off against the Huskies of Houston Baptist. Again, one more time, he's Tobias Fast. I'm RC Maxfield. Go follow at Guns Up Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be nice to others and wear a damn mask. We'll catch you all next time.
Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the podcast hosts and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. Visit our website at GunsUpNation.com for more Texas Tech news. Thanks again and Guns Up.